Hello and welcome to a shredding, uh, a, a, a riffing, a, a metallic episode of this is PNB FM, and when you say M, you gotta like throw up the devil horns. It's it's how it goes. This is PNB FM, the uh, game music show over at the PNB Network, and we are doing a send up of metal in video games and. I am a uh, pretty infamous metalhead myself, and uh, the other infamous metalhead over at the PNB Network, of course, I had to join me with me, is it's Brendan Lundy's Halo. It's me. I'm here. We're talking about video game metal. Yeah. 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 No, yeah so, uh, it's it was a natural conclusion that me and Brendan would eventually do this. We both are into metal. We mm-hmm. both like metal. Brendan, you, you've been much closer, like... You've yes. been in the, like the scene and stuff. I, uh-huh. I feel like I'm a bit more on the outside. You were definitely like in the in like in it, I fully have, in it. Not too long. Ago. I have I have been in bands, known bands, uh, written and I, before I did the whole writing about game stuff. I I, I I did the writing about metal stuff. And I was deep in it. Um, not quite as much anymore, but I still love metal. So, yeah. Hell yeah, and that's why you're here now. You know, I feel like I'd be a, I'd be, you know, it would be metal of me to say I would have been a poser if I didn't get you on the show. Oh, to talk well, about all things metal here. So, <laughs> I'm glad I could bring some true with a V to this uh, this podcast. <laughs> um, so with metal and video games, it's really hard not to start with Doom. Doom is is for a lot of different reasons. Like synonymous with metal, synonymous with video games in a lot of ways, um, and synonymous with uh, some of video games' early relationship with metal as a genre. Um, it was a bunch of nerds who just liked rock and metal music and stuff, and like, oh, okay, I'll just do like a midified, midified version of Metallica for this game. Why not? And it's one of the most, you know, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's like, oh, you know it more than Metallica, but like uh, Doom E One M One is pretty well known. You know, it's like it's it is a. Uh, Touchstone for video game music, if nothing I, else. It's almost as iconic, I think, certainly for the first-person shooter genre, but just for games in general, as uh, the Mario theme or the Zelda theme is for Nintendo. Oh, certainly, certainly for shooters, yes. That that is definitely where that lies. Um, yeah, so uh, like we couldn't have done it without like uh, E1, M1, and we also are, are throwing it a little bit to uh, Doom 2016, where you know you see the evolution of Doom to you know, like. Having a, a metal musician, having Mick Gordon, who you're gonna see a little bit more on this show. Just a spoiler, yes. he's really fucking good at this whole metal thing. Um, uh, but yeah, how, how he takes like something that's that was originally ripped off, just wholesale, and kind of makes it its own thing. Anybody can remix Doom music, but like the way he does it is just in a, in a way that feels very. It just feels Doom. Like the first couple mm-hmm. levels of Doom, just like that atmosphere, that tension. Uh, well, not tension, tension for. People you're killing, maybe all the demons you're killing, yeah, but I mean, like I think people, selling an atmosphere. People kind of forget that that those first Doom games were kind of scary. Like they they did do the monster closet thing, and so being able to bring back some of that like that tension without being an outright horror game, uh, a lot of it through mixed music is well. That was one of the reasons why I loved Doom 2016. Also, I when they uh, showed that first trailer, I vividly remember just being so stoked that they were just going all in with the E1M1 um, remix yeah, like, right from the like, get-go. Uh, like, uh, nostalgia pools were big when that was coming up, so it was yeah. a good chord to strike, for and it sure. And like, it was like, hey, you know, we're we're going for it with this. Uh, I think it was a really good indication of what they were trying to, what they were attempting to do. And uh, for my money, I think they pulled it off 
very well, and I love the music in that game. For sure. So we just we kind of had to get Doom out of the way. You, this won't even be the last Doom game on the list, but uh, <laughs> you know we definitely had to had to give our props to uh, E1M1 and uh, just Doom and Doom 2016 for sure. This leads us uh, into a more contemporary track. Uh, this is from Devil May Cry 5, specifically the special edition, uh, Bury the Light. Now, uh, Devil May Cry is a series that is, you know, played with a lot of different um, metal tracks and metal themes and um, a lot of different instrumentation, a lot of different genres of metal, I'd argue. This one in particular, Bury the Light, is a bit more um, like 2010's metal core with some, like, fucking electronic instruments behind it. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's it, very it, much it, influenced from like, yeah, like you said, the like the the 2000 and 2010 era. It reminds me of the stuff that I was listening remember. to in college <laughs> of like um, uh, periphery and um, yeah, you know, stuff of uh, in that vein, the, that early gent stuff. And it's also this mm-hmm. is this is interesting. I so I haven't played Devil May Cry five. Um, as I was telling you before we started, the only Devil May Cry I've ever played is two. And I didn't play all of it. Great. Um, Great. So I'm not familiar <laughs> with this track as much, but I was struck by it being one of the only um, one of the only tracks on our entire playlist. There's a couple, but one of the only ones with uh, vocals. And yeah, and yeah. I was curious is that is that kind of a constant through uh, through uh, all of Devil May Cry 5's 
soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the 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 a lot of the songs do have vocals behind it, cool. and a lot of them have different different themes and different like tones. I, I feel like uh, V in uh, Devil May Cry Five, his he sounds like a his theme sounds like a modern Jane's Addiction kind of sound. Mm. So it's not quite okay. like strictly metal. Um, and like Nero's theme is a bit more poppy. And like Dante's is straight up just metal. It's just right like the song Subhuman is just is literally metal. Like that's just Dante's shit. You know, like he literally conjures electric guitars and shit. Like that is what he does. Um, so it fits for him. But I like Bury the Light not only because like it's it's new. It's kind of like in my head. You know, I've been listening to it even just independently. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, like you were saying about the lyrics, how like oh it's at a constant throughout the the, the series, the game, and it's also like it's kind of telling Virgil's story, you know, like uh, in Devil May Cry 5, he's trying to like, come to terms with the fact that he was a fucking slave meat puppet and like, but and like Devil May Cry 1 and like, he hasn't been like a main like, oh shit, that's Virgil since Devil May Cry 1 um, at least timeline wise, which sure, but um, even then, uh, Virgil as like a foil was not really a huge deal until Devil May Cry 3 anyway um, that's definitely his game for sure. But um, but with this song, you know, it kind of brings it all together. It brings it to where, you know, you 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 learn a lot about Virgil because like the character V is intertwined with Virgil in a lot of different ways. And I won't spoil too much, but um, it's it's an interesting ride. And I think this song is pretty emblematic of like the journey that Virgil wants to go through, um, like through the course of DMC Five. So I just thought it was a fun track. I thought it was a, a contemporary hit. You know, it came out like a, like a month or two ago. I mean, D- DMC Cry. DMC 5 Special Edition came out like this week or last week or something so um, it's definitely topical but um, but that's Devil May Cry Next, we've got a Brendan special with Astral Chain, a soundtrack that myself, I have not really listened to all that much, but based on the track list that uh, Brendan gave me, I definitely want to give it a shot. Yeah, we're going this from... Is, this, is what, this is what sites like uh, FF Shrine are built for, is just your high-quality flag right. files of these. We're going from, uh, from, from your action game pick to my action game pick, where the other well, one is familiar with. But yeah, Astral Chain, so uh, Nintendo Switch exclusive action game. 
weird uh, demon digital stuff. Uh, at home for you know Evangelion references and Shin Megami yeah. Tensei like uh, you know occult weirdness, but the soundtrack is all just like really noodly instrumental, uh, kind of almost like ambient at times when you're just walking around in the the levels or in the uh, headquarters. Um, but it's it reminds me a lot of. Um, of a different a different uh, band that starts with a P, uh, Polyphia. Um, mm. People used to call metal that sounded like this millennial metal because it was oh, always God. made by dudes who were like, you know, they had like half their head shaved off, the other half was dyed. Um, they, I was about to say, who called them that? Like people like eighties metal. Yeah, fans? yeah. yeah. Like, so <laughs> like, so like, it'd be like all the like the super brutal death metal dudes and the the cold black metal guys and they're just like they want their grim dark gross stuff or they want like Varg you said, the, the classic, I don't remember yeah, his actual name uh, but Varg yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah. about uh, all of them <laughs> yeah they hated this stuff I really liked it I still like it and this um, this soundtrack is just full of of that noodly very uh, technical but completely instrumental metal um, and and at the time that's like all I was listening to when this came out so I actually ended up not fully clicking with um, Astral Chain's gameplay at the time I played it and I've never went mm-hmm. back even though I've always mm-hmm. kind of wanted to but I listen to the soundtrack all the time and this song Harmony Square Station is I think a really good mix of both those ambient moments and um, the that, that metal stuff Certainly, so this is going to be Astral Chain Harmony Square Station. We're still on an action game kick. Go figure. They really like metal over the uh, an action Japanese action games. Go figure. But um, we're going into Rules of Nature from Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Uh, that whole game is full of like a similarly themed. I'd say um, I, I not not as noodly metal as Astral Chain. I think it's more like it's really uh, shreddy. It's, it's it's shreddy. It's also very like um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not mechanical, but like uh, it just sounds a bit like rougher and dirtier, like you know, yeah. gritty, yeah, um, sort of tones to it, and that's you know, very, very like tonally consistent with what they want to do with Metal Gear Rising. Um, you know, it's it's really fucking fun. It's really like 
it it doesn't take itself super seriously, and that's the also just complements Metal Gear Rising as well. A, a game that also does not take itself very seriously, um, despite being a Metal Gear game of all things. About the but, future, but uh, no, about, <laughs> about the future and how a a Super Saiyan libertarian is going to run for president. And you have to fight him on, <laughs> and you have to fight him on top of a fucking giant robot. I mean, of all which, the times I, you've ever described it, I think Super Saiyan Libertarian is my favorite. It's, it's, uh, tell me, you, you watch, you watch Armstrong's, uh, fucking speech at Raiden where he says he's going to make, he's literally in 2013 says he's going to make, make America great, America great, great again. again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's laid a lot there, but. Someone on uh, Trump's fucking team knew what they were doing. Anyway. No, someone in Kojima's fucking headspace, even though I don't even think he was associated with Metal Gear Rising. It's just, it, it, it reverberates off of him and his franchises now. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, Rules of Nature is just, I, I feel like it's the standout track from Metal Gear Rising. I think it's the one that people know the most. I think it's just the one that fits a lot of, like, Metal Gear Rising's themes. And uh, really, like, that was a hard-as-fuck game. And it was like, I, I heard that song, and I think, what was it? I think it was called, like, Red Sun or something. Um, like, another Metal Gear Rising song. Just, like, because I was stuck on the boss for a long time. It was just, it, it was a very difficult game. But, like, that song was like, yeah, I, I'm not having a bad time. This, this is a great fucking song. I'm having a great time. So... That'll be Metal Gear Rising Rules of Nature. We are dovetailing straight out of the action game genre and moving on to RPGs. Another Brendan and Mai's uh, special, if I say so. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of RPGs here, but we're going to go right into Ease 8, uh, which I have not played. I've only heard... I, I feel like I've only heard a few songs from Ease 8 when I was hearing... I, it could have been like a VG Empire thing back in the day. Oh, okay. I feel like uh, Brad Allison was definitely on an Ease kick for a few a few episodes there. Um, did he do that? And he rightly might so, might I add, because... Uh... East is a, a fantastic series that uh, I, I think it's got a lot more popular as as the in the last few years, but it, it deserves much more uh, acclaim. Anyway, that's also part of why you're here because I know you know your shit well, on and this. It's stuff. interesting too because I think <laughs> as much as I played, I did play East Eight. I didn't complete it, but I played a lot of it. Um, and uh, I don't know this soundtrack as much as as um, as I thought I did because when we were. Mm-hmm. 
compiling the list and I listened back to it, I was like, yeah, it's familiar, but I totally forgot that, yeah. I mean, it's metal. It's not like, like this is a very different ty- type of metal, you know? It's a little bit more Oh, upbeat. yeah, it's, it's a like bit uplifting. Of, it's yeah. like very anime. It's got, anime is the perfect word for it. There's there's like a, there's like a J-pop bubbliness to it, but it's still, certainly you know, it's still metal. There's, but that's know. the breadth of what metal kind of is that like a lot of, you know, people can get up in arms about or don't take seriously about. It's just like, you know, not all metal has to be like you know Mick Gordon gent. It can be, it can be like, or which, which by, by itself is very good, but you know, yeah. like it can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Yeah, no one's, not everyone has to listen to fucking defeated sanity and their. See, know. this is why you're here because you can have like the deeper cuts. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I cover all the pop, the pop metal stuff, and you, you, you'll, you'll dig a little deeper. Also for RPGs, I stick with the pop stuff. You dig a little. Well, uh, that's not I mean, each true. was my idea. So. I feel like I feel like you uh, I feel like you have some some other deep cuts, but from Falcom no less. So uh. certainly, certainly we will get there, but uh, not yet. We're gonna we're gonna sail into the sunset on Sunshine Coastline. I must could not say that. So, so say that. Ten we'll times be right fast. back. And I will not. Sticking in the world of RPGs, I swear I didn't make this list with this kind of rhythm in mind. We are sticking with Final Fantasy X's Other World. Now, full disclosure, and this might be this might be like a thing that gets my RPG card uh, revoked, but I did not finish. I didn't play Final Fantasy X for more than like twelve hours. Um, I honestly kind of just fell off back in the day. This is back when they did like those HD ports mm-hmm. um, in like 2013, 2014. I've always meant to go back to them, and you know they are pretty readily available these days. Came out on Switch like 10. last year, so there you go. Exactly, exactly. It's on PC. It's on, it's probably going to be on PS5 and Xbox Series X in the next like year or two. I mean, I, you, I, well, I mean, it's probably already on Xbox. And to if be you honest. buy the if you buy the PlayStation 4 version, you can just play it on your PlayStation 5. So there's that. Exactly, exactly. It's available to you. But Brendan, what makes Final Fantasy X's uh, like foray into metal a bit, a bit more standoutish to you? Well, so actually, I mean, I could, from a personal standpoint, it's, uh, this was right when I was getting into metal is when I played Final Fantasy X. So, like, my first taste Mm -hmm. with metal were, like, um, I mean, my very first taste with metal were stuff like Linkin Park and stuff like that. But, but I was getting into, I was really getting into Metallica and, uh, and, and, like, and Black Sabbath and, and, like, that core, like, 80s and earlier metal and I was a really big Metallica fan um, I also like stuff like Marilyn Manson and stuff and there's 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 hints of all of that in uh, Otherworld Final Fantasy X mm. it's so weird because mm-hmm. this is they opened a Final Fantasy with a metal song and like <laughs> like it's it's the tuning is in I'm pretty sure it's standard tuning so it's not like super heavy or anything but it has that um, you know, all the guitars are overdriven. All of the um, everything's 
really, uh, as you were saying earlier, gritty. The drums are very fast. Uh, the dude is, mm-hmm. he's kind of, he's kind of growling, but it's more like a, a vocal effect they're adding over the top. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, right. it's, it, it is a metal song and it's so strange that they open a fire. One of, one of the most, um, I, I mean, I, I know it's 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 divisive, but I would say I think Final Fantasy X is one of probably the most popular games in the franchise, just because it ushered in so many people into the, the PS2, series. Right? The old so, the PS2 into the series, yeah, 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 and the yeah, PS2. Yeah, right. I could I could see that. I, um, I'd say like it's it's I feel like it's seven, and then it's ten. Honestly, in terms well, of popularity, and, and I sometimes like I think I. We've talked about my Final Fantasy tastes a million times. I, I like 12 <laughs> and Tactics and the MMOs, and I like even, um, you know, I like 9 and, and stuff better. But I think 10 was my 7, if that makes sense. Like, that was... That Your come-to-Jesus moment. Yeah, it really, it really changed a lot about my ideas of what games are, and, and a lot of that was because of the setting. Um, and also because, like, when I was, you know, whatever, I think I was like... 10 or whatever when this came out 9 or 10 when this came out so getting into Metallica oh my god this cool Japanese RPG has opens with a metal song this is so cool and I listen to it all the time I burned a CD with just the song on it that I would listen to (laughs) all the time oh I remember I remember when I was a kid when I would when I like would my my parents laptop at the time had like a CD burner on it or something and I'm like and but this is also like well into the iPod era, so I was just ripping CDs because my car, like when I, my first car, only had a CD player. So I'm like, well, I still need CDs, and I, they didn't exactly have like aux cables or anything yet um, when in my car at the time. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I feel you there on burning CDs, just literally just for the car, <laughs> right? Well, all those sleeves that you'd have that, that you also oh would something put video, yes. video games in. Yes, they're the, like it's like weird, like cottony, papery. What fabric, whatever it God, was. God, we're this. This is this. There were stretches too much, and yeah. it's like, man, we're we're fucking old. <laughs> um, well, oh yes. my God. The other reason, though, <laughs> that uh, Final Fantasy X is worth bringing up, um, is because I think I said this on a on a previous solo FM I did, where Ten was the first time Nobuo Uematsu started kind of moving to the letting more people in on the composition, but um, mm-hmm. but Otherworld it. It doesn't sound like an Uematsu song, but it is. He composed this song. And he has Hell a yeah. metal band, as we were talking about earlier, um, the Black Mages. And they would tour all the time and play uh, metal renditions of Final Fantasy songs. Um, and so I don't I don't know specifically which came first. My assumption is Black Mages came first, and this was his, like, I'm going to get them in on the game. But either way, <laughs> it's like one of the they only They get a featured credit. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's like one of the only times that the Black Mages had a song in Final Fantasy that was original to them. So that's pretty cool. That's definitely a cool touch, and uh, that is Final Fantasy Final, Final Fantasy X Otherworld.
it is the RBG's, their turn is over, and we move on to the enemy's turn. The enemy turn in this instance will be fighting games, uh, which will start by parlaying back to Mick Gordon, uh, who did, well, actually, no, I, I, I got to correct myself live on the show, so, uh, Tusk, I, I was going with Tusk's team from Killer Instinct 2013, but at this point in the series, Mick Gordon had moved on to do Doom, and I think this is Cell Dweller, who's another, um, of, of a similar ilk of a, a metal artist. Uh, but this is Tusk's theme. Tusk was a character from Killer Instinct 2. They brought him back for Killer Instinct 2013. Uh, this is the song that I probably, uh, like, when it first came out, like, I was going to the gym at least, like, twice a week. And this was definitely the, the song I played the most because it it had such a a slow, melodic rhythm to it where you could, like, you know, lift weights to the beat or whatever the fuck. Like, just kind of get it, like, get you pumped up. And he's a giant, he's a fucking, like, shirtless Viking with a giant sword and, like, <laughs> fucking, like... He's is he just, a monomarth it, of uh, video game characters? Is that what you're telling uh, me? Certainly of the Killer Instinct uh, uh, of roster, for sure. So, uh, but no, this, this is just a really fun, like, get your blood pumping kind of track. Like, it's not super thrashy, but it's also got, like, a, uh, the, a guttural orchestra, or not or- orchestra, but, like, a guttural, like, um vocal backings behind mm-hmm. it like operatic operatic that's what there it is go. like yeah, 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 it, yeah. It, totally. sort of in a sort of stereotypical viking way um which yeah i i, I th- th- out of all the killer instinct songs this one is the top of my list and that is a crowded list the killer instinct 2013 soundtrack which once again for the first couple seasons was mick gordon's specialty uh fantastic songs look up fucking like uh Fulgore song, or even fucking, what's her name? Uh, Sadira's theme. Like, great stuff all around. Um, and, and when you get to the guest characters like uh, Rom and like uh, the Battletoads, like, they even have metal versions of those, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. I'm that's I'm about this. But, um, and I almost forgot this on the list, but um, in the, the, we'll be getting to the other fighting game realm here momentarily. And we're back with Napa's theme. Yes, that's right. I've infected another podcast with my Dragon Ball bullshit. But it's funny because when you said Cell Dweller earlier, I was gonna try to make a <laughs> joke about like, oh, which Perfection. one is it? Is it is it Android eighteen inside of him? Ew! And I tried. God, I see. That's the no. thing. Is I, I, I'm not as. I I, I I appreciate the reach. I appreciate the reach. Yeah, you, I mean, you, it's, you I, I think it, it works, right? I think it works. 
I mean, you made me Thank laugh, you. and that's what matters. You're okay. on my podcast. I made, so. you, I, made you, I made you laugh groan. I mean, it's, you know. It's a classic, but... Uh, <laughs> But um, in the Dragon Ball world, so Dragon Ball Fighters by Arc System Never Works, they are they are known for their very sh- their super fucking shreddy metal. Like uh, that is that is Arc System Works specialty from uh, Guilty Gear to Blaze Blue to Dragon Ball to whatever the fuck they're up to. Yeah, I mean, is it? It's pretty much always shreddy metal. Isn't Guilty Gear just a? It's just a like the. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it just like about music and stuff? Like on, it's a giant characters? homage to like a lot of rock and roll and metal right. and stuff, like on, on in its own right. Like metal is very much a part of of Guilty Gear's DNA. Um, you know, every time they've had like a big theme song, it's been a huge like metal collaboration. Like it's it's a uh, it's a series that's definitely you know got its bearings in metal. So even when Arc System Works does other games, you know they kind of take that DNA with them. Uh, the mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Fighter soundtrack is full of shreddy metal. And I think Nappa's theme, if you look up Nappa's theme, uh, definitely, like, just, like, go, like, just completely shredding. Like, and, and it's a character, like, uh, no, nobody really cares about Nappa. Like, Hold he's, on, he's I just realized he's cool, something. but... I never... I... Uh, Nappa cabbage. That's his vegetable. I never put that together. Yeah. I... Oh, my God. Well, it's because of the Nappa <sighs> auto parts. I When I was growing <laughs> up, I was just like, huh... <laughs> Every time I saw one, every time I saw a Nappa Auto Parts, I'd be like, oh, it's Nappa from Dragon Ball. Well, there's a Phoenix Down moment. Well, uh, <laughs> Akira Toriyama, you're making, you're making heads roll, you know, 30 years later, but, uh, <laughs> God. Um, and it will be noted that Nappa is as bald as a head of uh, cabbage. Uh, oh, so. my God. <laughs> That's good. That's no, good. but um, it's just a real... I, I think this is an emblematic of what Arc System Works does, and I'd almost want to highlight some other songs that is on the Fighters soundtrack, or... Like, I, that's, that is a group that is a developer, a publisher, that I could probably do a whole episode on because they have a say, pretty expansive soundtrack. Sounds like, like we, uh, we need a, an, you, an Arc System Works. I'm just saying, we're going to n- knock them down for sure. But for now, I'm going to leave you with the wonderful musings of one Nappa's theme. We've just been launched out of the stratosphere, like you would in a Dragon Ball fighting game, out into 
first-person shooters into space, if you will, with uh, Halo's theme. This is the Mjolnir mix off of Halo 2 um, with... I, I actually don't know... I always saw Steve Vai's name on it, like... What is he so, from? Like, I don't know what okay. band Steve I is so, from. I yes, do not know. But hold on, is this the remix from the remastered ver- version? Not specifically the remastered version. Okay. I remember just Halo Two original had this song. Well, the reason I bring it up, I bring it up, is because um, yeah, Steve I did do a lot of that. But in the uh, in the remaster, the uh, remasters that show up in the Master Chief Collection, some of the songs were remixed by Misha Mansour of um, Periphery. So so there's another Periphery connection. Basically what we're saying is, if you like (laughs) most of the songs that you've heard in this, go listen to Periphery. Um, I mean, some people aren't super down with Spencer's vocals. Um, full disclosure, I'm kind of, I'm kind of friendly with, uh, with their guitarist. Uh, um, I, he's friends with one of my college friends. So, we know each other, but you should still listen to their music regardless because they're very good. They're very good. Yeah, and if the work on a Halo theme Mjolnir mix kind of sells it as well, like it's a, it is a metal cover when like an official one. You know, most of the time a lot of metal covers, which we'll probably get to in another fucking PMBFM. Good lord. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Like a lot of a lot of old game music uh, is very easy to adapt to metal. Um, a lot of RPG mm-hmm. music is just in, uh, just because of how the songs are structured and how their instrumentation is very easy to adapt to metal. But Halo being this big fucking oh fucking like you know like uh, sci-fi over all over the place kind of uh, like super deep song or whatever. But then you just have like a shredded guitar on the side too, where it's just like okay, this now this is the metal breakdown. This is literally like a metal cover, but it's an official right. like. Like Halo thing, well, like, it's very core to Halo 2's kind of like explosive na- yeah, nature. Yeah, I, re- I mean, I, I really like that, I and mean, it gave Halo a very interesting identity. I think just having the orchestral stuff would have, for sure. But that, but that extra, you know, that shreddy electric Layer. guitar stuff is cool. And plus, you know, it's interesting. You, you brought up the, the thing about video game music being so uh, easy to translate to to metal, and that makes a lot of sense because video game music is composed very similarly to classical music. A lot of the times, even if they're doing different genres, um, because they're, it's more about evoking a certain uh, uh, feeling inside of the listener. And metal, right. metal is often compared most strongly to classical music, specifically like Baroque era um, stuff, where it was really big and loud and cacophonous. You, you had to sing to the rafters because you usually didn't have fucking sound stages and stuff. Like right. you had to scream, you had to make it loud, and, you had to make it in your face. And they, and there was a time where. Like the art and everything was just really—it was really heavy and angry and brutal. And um, you know, Europe was going through a lot of shit, as it you know often does in in hi- historical times. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, that makes a lot of sense, you know, as as to why Halo and 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 all this stuff would makes has a lot of metal in it, or makes good for good metal covers.
right, and that brings us to we're going back into shooter land with Doom Eternal, um, which the last musically one blasted actually, us out into space, and this one's gonna blast us into the center of a fucking planet through a giant fucking gun. <laughs> through a, through a, a giant a giant gun. Doom Eternal. What a weird like that came out this year. Isn't 2020 been wild, man? It's just is it that man. is it that is it that Doom Eternal was isn't that oh, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Is it that 2020 was wild, or is it that Doom Eternal was utterly forgettable? Oh, God, the music's really good, though. uh, I mean, the music's really solid, and the the ones that they let Mick Gordon kind of finish... It's funny, because even the music is controversial now. Uh, That's true. You're right. I didn't remember that until now. You're right. Now it's got its own layer of weirdness to it, but I know for a fact this track I picked, Meat Hook, um, is... It's a bit more slowed tempo compared to even like some of the more genty mm-hmm. uh, Doom 2016 stuff, but uh, it really fucking hits. It was one of my favorite songs of uh, of that soundtrack when I was like combing through when it came out because I actually never played Doom Eternal myself. I've been meaning to, but I'm sure it'll come to Game Pass in a couple weeks. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like most other games. But um, I, I don't know. Like uh, this was like the most recent edition for Mick Gordon, and I feel like he's definitely, if, if, if there's a PNB FM Metal Edition MVP, it's probably him for this episode, followed oh, closely yeah. by Nobu Uematsu, but um, I don't know, like, it, it's a uh, it, it's it's great because it's this is fully original, you know, this is not aping off of previous, like, they're not copying Doom 2 songs or anything, you know, like it's uh, it's very much its own thing, like it's, it's carving on its own identity, you know, Doom Eternal, much as you might want to uh, say something about it, Brendan, you know, it was like Trying to very much not just be Doom Two, no, or well, like Doom Twenty Sixteen Two. I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I like the poke fun at it. I, I do think it was overall not as. I think a lot of people feel that it wasn't quite as. It didn't make the impact that Doom Twenty Sixteen had for no, no, a lot I of different reasons. But, right. um, you know, it is a super fun game. I absolutely like. There's no denying that it's a really fun game. That the soundtrack is absolutely excellent. And the thing that that um, that's really interesting about so you said that it doesn't sound like anything like, or it's not aping off of Doom 2, but it sounds like Doom 2 um, in, like, thematically, if that makes sense. Um, you know, Doom 2 was kind of a an expansion pack for Doom 1, for better yeah. or for worse. <laughs> but it, the music in that was a little bit weirder and more, um, like, ominous than the first one mm-hmm. at times. And I really get that, uh, like you were saying, that slower, more churning. Uh, it just it's it sounds more evil. Whereas like, yeah, well, for sure. A, a lot of the a lot of the especially June twenty sixteen. It's like really um, high pa- high paced in your face, um, almost cathartic. This is like oh shit. Something bad's happening. <laughs> it's it, it's uh, how, how you're describing Doom as like a bit of a macabre or like a sinister mm-hmm. uh, game. You know, uh, I I think uh, Meat Hook definitely like harkens back to that style of Doom. I thought it didn't ape like Doom Two because when I think of Doom Two, my Doom Two, I still think of like some of those like okay, it's just you like this is them bones, but oh. you just put it into fucking. Oh, like... totally. No, I mean, I mean, you're. I think you're. Uh, you're right in that. Like, it's not. It's its own thing, and that's that's cool. You know, that's and that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Is it? It doesn't. It's. N- despite not. Um, despite not being that, it still captures the fact that you know there's a demon invasion of Earth at the you know first third right. of that game, which is a different uh, a different stakes uh, than just them showing up on Mars. So. Yeah, it, it works Certainly. really well. 
like all good uh, metal albums, you know, we eventually do have to end. Uh, so we are going out with what else but Brutal Legend? Uh, Brutal Legend, a celebration of all things metal uh, in video game form. You know, literally starring Jack Black, featuring fucking Ronnie James Dio and and uh, fucking Ozzy Osbourne and Lita Ford and a bun- and Lemmy from Motorhead. You know, like it is a huge send up of like seventies, eighty metal. It is a giant love letter, intentionally so, from uh, the folks at Double Fine. Yeah, it's. Um at the time, I, I was so incredibly excited about the game. And when I played it, it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. And that's fine. And because people wanted, like, a fucking, like, well, Zelda kind of game, right? Or, or like an well, action yeah. Game. I mean, they wanted that. And that's what it is for, like, the first third to half of the game. And then it becomes kind of this hybrid between that and an RTS game. And, it's, you know, <laughs> it's fine. It's not a bad game. And the RTS stuff is weird, and, but it's not bad. It's just not what a lot of people wanted. But... You cannot deny that this game is the like, the perfect video game love letter to to metal. Just not just in its soundtrack, but its aesthetic and its cast, just everything about it. And so, I really like this game. Uh, I've played it a lot, uh, and I, in fact, even before we were started to record, I was like, man, I should really replay that game. So, um, if you, I think, <laughs> it's due for a remaster, you know? And I'm Double pretty fine. sure, like, I, it's show, I think it's shown up on several, I think it's on Game Pass, right? Is it on Game Pass? I mean, look, here's the thing, is like, with I, I feel like almost all these games that I've listed on this this, <laughs> a, this this podcast could probably be on Game Pass, so, I mean, it's one of those things where also, it's a 360 game, so it probably works on your Xbox Series X or Series Absolutely. S if you got those laying around, so. Um... But there's no real way, the better way to end like a metal send up for no. video game music than video game send up of metal in Brutal Legend. It's so, great. Yes. It's, it's, uh, and this is specifically, I think you, you wanted to pick out, uh, or I think we decided on 11 o'clock as a direction. Yes. Just because it's a bit like, it, it that just sounds like a, a metal song from that era. Like, yeah, it just for, sounds ripped right out of like fucking what, Halloween? Like, <laughs> totally. Well, and it's funny because for a soundtrack that is, probably most notable for its licensed music um the fact that there are standout tracks like this that are original is kind of a big deal and this is uh i mean people might remember it from some of those car levels where you're chasing down those demonic tour buses and blowing them up this shows up in there and and other times and it's um you know it totally fits that mood But yeah, so with with that send up of all things metal and video games, I think we're gonna call it here for PNB FM. Probably one of the more lengthy PNB FMs we've ever had. But uh, you get me and Brendan talk about games and music. It's what else do you expect? And plus, you know, deadly for sure. Yeah. But um, so PNB FM, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find all that we do over at uh, Patreon.com/PNB if you want to support us. You can get shows just like this one a week early. Uh, for any kind of support you can give us, we greatly appreciate it. You know, we, we're supported entirely by what you guys do. And, you know, because of some of the support, like I've been able to invest in hosting and stuff, better hosting for the shows, better quality for the shows. Um, it's, it's just been a great time. And uh, we thank you all for your support. You can also follow myself on Twitter. I am at Tierney. You can follow Brendan at Brendan underscore LH. Follow the podcast network at PNB Cast. And if you want to go... See our site at pnbcast.com. Right now, it's a little bare bones. I'm trying to work... WordPress is... I don't want to get too into the woods on it, but I'm working on a redesign for the site. So I'm putting the shows and everything hosted on there just so that, you know, if you want a page to kind of just sift through and have, like, okay, this is the PNB site, 
there it is for you. But I am working on an update for it, so stay tuned for that. But uh, Brendan, anything in particular you'd like to plug before we shred out of here? Smoke, crack, and worship Satan. Hell yeah, dude. Slayer. We never said Slayer this whole episode. Slayer. <laughs> Slayer. Slayer.